Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. At the end of a century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm gonna love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Two mortal enemies. Just dropped in to say hi! From another time. Pass is over, John! Time for something new and improved! Oh, hell. Will be unleashed on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone. Wesley Snipes. Demolition Man. So the film starts 1996. It's a sort of Terminator 2 style. I've got that as well, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like the whole landscape seems very Terminator it's 2, doesn't it? It's just on fire. The yeah, Hollywood just, sign's on fire. There's a chopper going over the top of it. It just all looks very wastelandish. I was thinking, who who would waste their time in setting the Hollywood sign on fire? Because it's not flammable, it's, it's metal. You'd have to get up there as well, wouldn't you? And douse it with something and then set it on fire. Who's yeah. wasting their time doing that? I don't know. Answer me, Ken. <laughs> could it be Wesley Snipes? What What's happened is that Wesley Snipes is uh, he's kidnapped. He's got a busload of hostages, and he's he's held up at a at a warehouse. And John Spartan, who's uh, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes is called Simon Phoenix. Mm. Good, good names. Yeah, you've, you've got to have good names. We mentioned this in the um, Hard to Kill one with uh, Mason Storm, but John Spartan's a good name. Simon Phoenix is also a good name. You don't get many bad guys called. Oh, you don't get any many film characters called Simon unless they're like a bit of a geek, like in uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, well, they use it for the Simon Says. Well, which, yeah, he uses that far too often in this. Yeah, and then just forgets all about it. Yeah, Mason Storm, as I say, Seagal's always got a decent, uh, decent name. So, so is Stallone. To He's be got honest. a couple of questionable ones, to be honest. Seagal, as his career goes on, but and such yeah. as I can't think of them all right now. Not all, just one. No. <laughs> what about Dick Peeper from <laughs> Harder to Kill? Harder to Kill. Yeah, that was a good name too. Um, yeah, Seagal, he's uh, he's breaking rules. No, he's not. Seagal's not. Sorry, in this sorry. Film. Stallone. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, Stallone, he's, uh, he's breaking rules. It's an unauthorised uh, I tell breach. you what, you're confused there. It's because he's also wearing a beret, like uh, Seagal does in Out for Justice. Yeah. And Stallone is Out for Justice here, so he's wearing a beret. He's also hard to kill. <laughs> he is, yeah. Yeah, he's harder to kill than Simon Phoenix by the end of the film. That's all confusing now. I can't <laughs> think of any other film references. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as I say, it's it's an unauthorised breach. Uh, the police have told John Spartan to, to hold fire. John Spartan's done some sort of thermo binocular detection, couldn't see any hostages. It's 1996. It's the future. We have to accept that this exists. Uh, he couldn't see any hostages, so he, he goes straight in. Yeah, he, he says the line, you've got to send a maniac to catch one. Yeah. I think they call him a maniac um, quite a lot in this film. The word maniac is a, in this a lot. It's, it's actually in it more than the film called Maniac. And Maniac Cop, probably put together. There's lots of uh, dashing up um, dark hallways and... Uh, uh, you see a knife get stabbed into some, some It's a fuel. good knife, a good knife. It's yeah. got a skull on the handle, which yeah. uh, is always good. What do you think to what uh, Wesley Snipes is wearing in this? He's got a sort of zebra print. Yeah, I've, um, I've got he's got clown pants on, kind of like a MC Hammer pants. Yeah, with zebra print vest, yeah. Yeah. blonde hair. He looks a bit weird. Yeah, Stallone. They it's it's quite unusual in uh, the 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 two bad guys have a fight stroke. Usually, you know, if they meet early on, they're they're just talking, usually, but they have a full on fight here. Yeah, and Stallone good. beats the shit out of him. Snipes has the upper hand originally because he, he has a cigarette and he flicks it onto the ground, sets fire to all the petrol. Yeah. Is it cold in here or just me? Yeah, Stallone uh, ends up putting Wesley Snipes over his shoulder and uh, escorting him. spanking him. him. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, that's just how it sounded, <laughs> putting him over his knee, <laughs> giving him a thorough spanking. And uh, exits the building as it explodes. Uh, uh, no, yeah, looking at that as well, that would have killed everybody. Yeah. They don't get out of the building that quick. That's a huge explosion. That's like an absolutely massive explosion. It's so. 1996, it's the future. Explosions were fucking massive <laughs> back then in the future. Yeah, I remember them in the future. Yes. I honestly thought this is how it would be. I feared for my own life back then in the cinema, in the cinemaplex of 93. Yeah, you thought thinking, three years thinking later. Thinking in three years' time, we're all dead. I love how they said it three I, years later. <laughs> I watched uh, yeah, Terminator 2. That was everyone's going to be dead. Pretty much every film was, you're all going to be dead soon. I think Terminator 2, that scene with the fence, actually did scare me as yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just yeah. like, we're all going to be dead. Yeah. Everyone's going to be dead. Look at us all sitting here watching films. What are we doing? We're all going to be dead soon. Yeah. yeah. So he did ran out the cinema. <laughs> Damn it, John. I'm tired of this demolition man shit. You are not supposed to come down here. You are not supposed to attempt the arrest of Phoenix single landing. And you are not supposed to blow anything up. We get the, the I think he's the police chief. He's in, he's in uniform, he is, though, this guy. He's, he's, he's the captain. I was very unhappy about that. Um, it should have been Carl yeah, Weathers. Yeah, of course it should be Carl Weathers. What the hell? I mean, this guy's not even black. So how can he be a police captain? That's true. It's All ridiculous. the best ones are black. Absolutely ridiculous to even cast this guy in this position. And he's wearing full uniform, which I don't think... Do, do they wear that It's stuff? the future. No, of course. Of course they do. Yeah. Or of course they will. <laughs> He actually uh, also mentions the name of the film. He does. He says, uh, sick of your demolition man shit. Uh, six minutes into the film, we get our first mention of the title of the film. Yeah, so if you're playing Demolition Man drinking game, you're already one shot down. Wait a second, I'm on it. <laughs> 
And he, he chews Stallone out for, for not following your orders. I told you to stay put. Yeah, Carl Weathers would have done it better. I think he would have respected Carl Weathers more. I think so as well. Than this pencil pusher. Yeah. This pencil neck dick. This pencil dick neck. <laughs> uh, uh, Simon Phoenix in the background laughing like a fucking lunatic. You know, I honestly think Wesley Snipes had loads of fun on this. He yeah. just seems to be enjoying himself yeah. in this film all the way through it. I thought that while I was watching it again. I just thought, he just seems to be enjoying this. And why not? It's a good film. It turns out that the hostages were in the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was uh, that was very, very uh, tense. They were in the warehouse. Um, and they are all dead. Yeah, and uh, he's he's laughing because uh, he, sta- he states that um, John Spartan was aware that the hostages were in there. And he went ahead and did it anyway. And he's the reason why the hostages have, uh, are killed. Stallone's not happy with that. He's not happy at all. But he is arrested. Yeah, they're both arrested. They're taken to some sort of cryogenic prison. Well, they, they said they said that he's been sentenced to 70 years. And I think it was, oh, what was it for? Um, it was for manslaughter, wasn't it? So he, he got sentenced for 70 years in a cryogenic stasis. And he will be eligible for parole in 2046. So that's 50 years before he gets a parole hearing. But seventy years for his full um, his full sentence. Yeah, so uh, he, he's cryogenically frozen. Uh, sort of, I guess that's where Austin Powers got the. Did that come at the same time, or was it later? Austin Powers. It's similar, isn't it? Sort of the naked in. Yeah, I I, I forgot all the amount of bollock shots you got from <laughs> Stallone. You get a, you get a few uh, few views of his balls as he yeah. as he's in there, like Terminator. Yeah, I, I did actually think about Terminator whilst I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. So it's very similar to when he's just crouching down in the sphere. I think Austin Powers is like 97, so it would have been after this, but it's very, very similar to the way he's frozen as well. Probably lampooned it. And they're, yeah, they're, they're cryogenically frozen and they're exposed to subliminal rehabilitation techniques. Mm. It's weird because just before he's actually frozen, when they plug in the freezing device, because he's, he's immersed in liquid and then they freeze it, just before they do that, he just pulls a really stupid face. And you just think, well, that's how you're going to be now for 70 years, you idiot. Well, you would, you? wouldn't you? You're just like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'd yeah. do the, the hands up in the air like, I don't know what's going on face. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's like oh. Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> or the happy wave. He, he looked pretty cool, didn't he, in the carbonite when yeah. he was frozen in there. So, you know, at least do something cool. He just pulls a really stupid face. Anyway. Or just like stick a middle finger up or something. Could do. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Or get yourself a fluffer just before. Maybe you should just turn around. You're there for 70 years. You just give yourself a little. (laughs) Just turn around and bent over. So that's just the the side that everyone sees. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Have that. (laughs) Have that society. That's probably what Simon Phoenix did. Sergeant Spartan, you've been sentenced to 70 years sub-zero rehabilitation in the California cryo penitentiary for the involuntary manslaughter of 30 innocent civilians. You will be placed in cryostasis for the duration of your sentence, during which your behavior will be altered through synaptic suggestion. You'll be eligible for parole no earlier than the year 2046. Cut to 2032. But this is when we meet Sandra Bullock's character. What's her name? Lenina Huxley Mm. is her name. And she's aboard a rookie cop in a world where everyone seems to be nice. And there's little to no crime to speak of. I'll just bring up Sandra Bullock here. Um, really, really attractive in this film. Really liked Sandra Bullock in this film. It's the first time I'd seen her. And uh, 
She actually kind of reminds me of somebody I used to know back then as well. Very good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we get a shot of Dennis Leary's character. He's a he's head of some sort of underground. I don't know what vigilantes. I don't know. You'd assume from this scene that they would be the bad guys in this film. Yeah, because everyone else is like wearing robes, like they're Jedi's or something. It's uh, quite ridiculous. <laughs> Three years in the future from '93, they thought, "I bet we're all wearing robes in three years." Yeah, I bet that's what we'll look like. Well, this is this is 2032. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> You're yeah. thinking of uh, my harder to kill <laughs> film. You are, but yeah. incidentally, Sigal is wearing a robe in that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sandra Bullock is ordered back. Maybe, to... Well, in that case, maybe, maybe it was that like eleven years from now. Yeah. So maybe in eleven years we'll all wear robes. Why would we do that? What would what would possess us to do that? I don't know. Maybe we just can't be asked to put trousers on. There's a, you see the amount of layers they're wearing in this film. It's like ridiculous amounts of robes all going on on top. Uh, Sandra Bullock actually says, um, "I find this lack of stimulus to be truly disappointing," which uh, I've I've been told many times <laughs> by by various people. <laughs> Most of the reviews of uh, yeah. this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, she gets she gets sent back to the the police headquarters, I guess, and um, she she talks to Smithers, doesn't she, about the the people? Well, that, that, that's who she's talking. To. That's who she says about the lack of stimulus. Yeah, so they're, they're all just ice cubes, and nothing nothing bad ever happens here. Yeah, it's pointless. What's what's the point of having a police force? Yeah, especially when they're so like heavily manned yeah loads of police officers for no reason whatsoever you get um rob schneider is in this oh yeah i didn't know rob schneider was in this film yeah he's the, the laughing policeman isn't he yeah <laughs> no that's a song oh. <laughs> from the 70s i think <laughs> <laughs> you get uh benjamin bratt as well who plays uh oddly enough a character called alfredo garcia which, uh, it, I don't know, I think that was a little nod to the film, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. There's no reason for him to be called that other than that film. You get Rob Schneider as well, who uh, went on to, uh, was in Dread as well, wasn't he, with Stallone? Yeah, that's another uh, one. That... Why, why on earth, out of everybody that's in this film with Stallone, that's the one that he went on to make another film with? <laughs> I don't know, but that's another one that's been requested, isn't it, Dread? From all uh, oh, yes, yes. Everyone's has, going yes. Stallone crazy at the minute. Yeah. Um, as we say, he says nothing ever happens at this place. Well, it, that's about to change because today is uh, Simon Phoenix's parole hearing. Yeah, how come? I, yeah, I was about to ask you that. How come? How come John Spartan's parole hearing is set further away than Simon Phoenix? Mister Simon Phoenix, one of our first and most illustrious members. Allow me to welcome you to your parole hearing. Let's get this one over quick. And uh, sure enough, he does escape. He knows the passwords for the... I like how these are all password activated, these uh, chains and stuff that they're in. Yeah, I don't even know what he says, though. I'm no. not sure what the password was. Is it open um, sesame or something like that? That'd be ridiculous. That can't be the <laughs> password. <laughs> <laughs> he, no. does, he, he does get out and uh, it's, uh, ends up attacking his... Um, everyone, including is it Smithers as well, isn't it? The guy who's is in there with him, uh, Smithers. Uh, he has his eye removed. Yeah, so he he gets the pen, doesn't he? Gets yeah. the pen out and points it towards the camera. Yep. And the reason he gets out, it's a retinal scan to get out. 
And uh, these the police officers in this time are so inept. You know, he he's he's loose in the city. He's talking to like a it's like a phone booth thing, isn't it? It's like an information. Yeah, it's like they don't even know what one eight seven. They keep saying one eight seven Northwest Quadrant, and uh, they don't even know what code one eight seven is. Yeah, and of course, one eight seven murder is death kill murder death kill MDK. Uh, and they haven't had one of those for years. I think, think 2010, I believe. So, yeah, someone says the, that, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, it was uh, Alfredo Garcia. But uh, obviously, they don't know what 187 is. That's how long it's been since they've had a murder, death, kill. Schneider's uh, sick on the floor. little bit of comedy. Not sure what he's been sick at. There's nothing actually happening when he's being sick. I think he's just being sick at the idea of a murder. It's like me watching any Rob Schneider film, to be fair. So. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we, we get the, uh, we obviously there's a, one of the cops knows exactly what's going on because he was around back then. Morgan Freeman. He is, is a Morgan Freeman style character, yeah. <laughs> um, and he, it's weird because he talks about Simon Phoenix because they have a look and see who was, uh, who was up for parole, who could have done this. And he says, he's evil in a way you've never read about. He's a criminal the likes of which you've never seen. And it's just like, it's like, it's like get, write, get writing some poetry yeah. or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just <laughs> tell lightning in yeah. the background. It's like, bloody hell. And he's aware of him because he's uh, not quite Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freechild, I believe, is yes. the character name. <laughs> Should have been. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they track his vehicle anyway. They're immediately into police mode and they just track the vehicle that he's in because he kills again. Immediately after he's escaped, he just can't stop killing people. He's in some sort of terminal thing, isn't he? It's like a, is it like a help helper thing? He's, yeah, he's yeah, it's, it's some sort of like uh, it's kind of like a phone booth, but it's a computer. That's and, great. Uh, when, when anyone swears, you just say you've been fined one credit. You hear that through the, throughout the film, which I think is 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 a funny. I'm sure there's a couple of occasions where you don't hear it as well. Yeah. Yeah, like when, when I was more picking up on those than yeah. when you did hear it. This they go to apprehend him, and he's reading off this sort of tablet the policeman is that he's got in front of him. I quite like that actually. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't, tells him he doesn't know what, how to uh, how to deal with a potentially violent person because yeah. they, they don't have them. And it, it's like say in this sort of inflection and more forcefully and things like that. Yeah, add add or else. Yeah, and that's the, what <laughs> turns his head, isn't it? He ends up throwing that guy through the windscreen of his own car, doesn't he? Yeah. At this point, Wesley Snipes has got changed from his little zebra clown pants. And he now he's now wearing some denim dungarees, dungarees yeah. and uh, an orange sleeveless uh, sort of net mesh uh, shirt. He, lo- he looks, looks like a child's TV presenter yes. in this as well, but he's still got his blonde hair flat top. Uh, yeah, he looks very odd. Very odd indeed. Anyway, uh, they see this all happening, don't they, on the CCTV cameras? They're watching as the snipes just kills. <laughs> yeah, he just basically beats everybody to death. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's also very proficient at computers because he's accessing all kinds of stuff on this little help desk thing. Yeah, and he's not sure why. He doesn't know why he he know he knew the passwords to get out of the restraints, and he, he he's unsure how he suddenly is a expert hacker. But he keeps getting the name Edgar Friendly. Kill Edgar Friendly. That's Dennis Leary, of course, because we also see his face, so we can be, we can connect him to that. They give, they give us a Hal reference as well. Yes, they do. It's him, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's, he says, "Okay, Hal, just tell me where the where the guns at or something." Yeah. It's nice to think that a deranged serial killer like Simon Phoenix has sat down and watched 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one of his favourites. <laughs> 
just him sitting very somber watching <laughs> the scene with Howard. Yeah, he's like, as people are being innocent, people are being killed around him. This is a uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. That's when she she reasons that you know they're going to need a police officer with experience. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. So this is where we're introduced to uh, Dr. Mm. Raymond Cocteau, and he's basically the guy who designed the peaceful utopia. Yeah, he's, he's just in charge, isn't he? Yeah. Is uh, Nigel Hawthorne is yeah. uh, is the yeah, actor who plays him here? He's got a he's got a an ice cream man's hat on. It looks like he's chairing a Jedi meeting. Yeah. Um, but actually predicting Zoom meetings uh, for modern day. Because yeah. everyone's just on a computer screen. He's the only person who's there live, and they're all on a computer screen. And the, the screens move as yeah, they yeah, turn. Yeah, that's, that's a bit unusual, yeah. He, yeah. he walks around, and they all move to follow him, talking shit about Edgar Friendly, uh, who we now know is Dennis Leary's character, uh, when some big, fat Jedi from Beetlejuice walks in. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's the guy from Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Otho in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, he, he walks in playing pretty much the same character as he does in Beetlejuice. But yeah, he just tells him that he's uh, he's escaped. And then we go straight to uh, the police station again. Zachary Lamb, how was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. One cop. John Spartan. John Spartan? That's right. They called him the Demolition Man. He has a chat first with the police chief um, and tells him that he's got to, he's got to capture Phoenix in whatever measures he needs to, uh, to take. Um, he can. And there's a good bit with the police chief who looks like Dr. Evil. Um, in the background of his office is a photograph of himself or like a painting or something. of it. It's a picture of himself. And he looks exactly the same as he does now. <laughs> just a bit weird. It's, it's like Lloyd Bridges in um, Airplane. <laughs> he's just got the exact same. It's just weird. I just it just amused me that he's got a picture of himself, just a big face portrait <laughs> in his own office. <laughs> it's just weird. Of course, um, you got um, Huxley's uh, office, uh, Sandra Bullock. Is, it's all, uh, it's all nostalgia. Out, outrageously 90s. Yeah, you've got a Lethal Weapon 3 poster. <laughs> yeah, and no one even in the 90s fucking had that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 3 is another film I saw at the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that that gave me a little bit of a, uh, a a cheeky wink to that one. Is that our introduction to Joe Pesci's character? That was in 3, wasn't it? Uh, he was in 2, but 3 is where he got really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Leo yeah. Getz. Yeah. Yeah. That was in 92, so that was a year before this film was made. I think, um, I, I, I did have a look actually as well. They've, they've got a Batman doll. Uh, yeah. She's got a Joker doll. There's uh, a Red Hot Chili Peppers poster. Um, what else has she got? She's got a samurai sword. I think I think somebody pointed out on uh, IMDB as well that she's got a, um, a bus. A bus underneath that samurai sword, which is like a nod to speed. But that wasn't made until the following year. Yeah. So I don't know whether she was already signed up for it and just thought we'll put a bus in there or whether it's just a totally unrelated bus. Yeah, uh, actually, um, there's a story of uh, Rob Schneider saying that he was on, obviously on this film on set with Sandra Bullock and she was explaining to him an action film set on a bus that she was about to do next and he was sort of like, 
thinking that that's a really bad career move. So that shows Rob Schneider. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Says more about that's from Rob Schneider, everyone. <laughs> says more about Rob Schneider <laughs> than Sandra Bullock, I think. Yeah, <laughs> terrible on, career. He move. went on to do Deuce Bigelow. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> that's actually the best thing about that film. Is that one guy off screen shouting that? <laughs> Best thing about both of them. I believe he says it again in the second one. That's a huge bitch! Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so the police chief is now saying, how was he apprehended in the 20th century? Uh, obviously, she knows because she's a big fan. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I just uh, interject, Ken, to, to, to read you out uh, an email that uh, my girlfriend received? Yes, okay. It says, this is from Rich William, his name is. It says... Hello, hello, my amazing dick. <laughs> I know you in P-Hub last some days, and I want to fuck with you. My name is Emily. I created an account with my cool pics. My nickname is Carson. <laughs> I just messaged him, I've just read that out on the podcast. So Adam Hughes, you're welcome <laughs> to a little insight into into the sort of emails that women receive. Yeah. Even in 1996, I bet they're still receiving those sort of emails. <laughs> well, we'll never know. That's the future. <laughs> yeah. What's next? What the hell are we talking about now? Um, John Spartan. Big Johnny Spartan. Big John Spartan. Yeah, that's, just... that's, that's how he got apprehended in the 20th century. John Spartan. Um, it says, oh yes, they called him The Demolition Man, just in case uh, you'd forgotten what the name of the film was. That's 30 minutes in, they mention it again, that's the second time. I don't think anyone with the name John Spartan needs a nickname. No, they just called him Spartan. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, she, the, the, the reasoning is is that they, they want someone with the, you know, to, to catch an old school villain like Simon Phoenix. Yeah, you need an old school cop. Yeah. You can't, you can't have, you can't expect a cop from the future to capture a villain wearing dungarees, can you? Don't even know where he got those from. No, me neither. Spartan was totally naked when he was frozen. I don't know. Maybe that everyone wasn't... else is wearing like uh, robes <laughs> <Clothes>. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So why the hell's he wearing dungarees and a t-shirt? I don't know. That's a good question. Thank you. I don't it, know why I didn't think of it before, but I've, I've only just thought of it. Stallone, if you're listening, um, or Snipes. <laughs> Mr. Snipes, if you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so so yeah, they say let's let's reinstate him in the police force. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? And sure enough they do. Yeah, it's it's and again, he says how long how long was I asleep or whatever he says, and she says 30 years. How and, long was I naked? I believe is his quote. Yeah. Please wake up. <laughs> as he's bent over. <laughs> yeah, she says 30 years, which it's not. No, it isn't, is it? No. That's, that's what way I mean. more. Yeah, I, I've written down stuff that they say about like ages of stuff, and it's it's not 30 years. Yeah. But still, there we go. It's, it's, we'll, we'll go with it. They just mentioned lots of years. Uh, apparently he had a wife as well. Yeah. Uh, who's informed died in the, the big one of 2010. The big one, yeah. Which was the earthquake. Um, daughter, he had a daughter, but you know that's it. Never mind any of that business because Phoenix is loose. You that's never what the police hear chief. Any, any the police chief actually says, "Look, we're not here for a family uh, reunion," which obviously we're not because they're dead. So uh, 
Yeah, we don't even, know about the daughter. The daughter just it gets mentioned again later on, but we just never know. Even fucking Robocop went back to his house. I mean, the wife, the wife is dead. That, that's confirmed. She died in the earthquake. So that's that sorted. We get a, a crazy list of things that are now illegal. Uh, so swearing, obviously any, anything that's bad for you, so alcohol, um, tobacco, uh, anything spicy is illegal, which uh, I kind of agree with. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. So well, yeah, we, why there, not? There's no toilet paper anymore. So yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah, we're out of toilet paper, and he says, oh, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells, which seems to be like the the big takeaway from this film. Everyone and, and kind again, of quotes And again, that. nobody nobody ever explains what the hell they are. So, Ken, do you have any theories on how you use the three seashells? Well, I mean, he, he's had a, he's going for a shit, isn't he? Yeah. That's basically what they're saying. He's He's gone for a shit, and uh, he comes out and says he hasn't got any paper, and and they all laugh at him because he uses paper to wipe his bottom. Yeah, like a bottom. Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I've, I've, I've listed the amount of times people call him things like that. Yeah. It's been 30 years, Caveman. so they say. Yeah, yeah. Like Neanderthal, primitive, savage. This is like, you're right. Uh, yeah, but no, I've, I've got no idea about the three seashells. I think there's some sort of pincer movement. And what? then uh, I think pincer <laughs> and a scrape. Like you're, like you're at the dentist. <laughs> like, like your windscreen's frozen over. Yeah. <laughs> that just look. that sounds painful. I think a scoop and a polish. <laughs> Okay, that's two of them. What's the other one do? A you... rinse. <laughs> I think I think there's some sort of pincer movement with two of them and then the other one's to polish. <laughs> you can't have a pincer movement. <laughs> that's what they say. I'm you're going be, for a pincer movement. You'd have to be, um, have pinch one off. Yeah, I suppose. Sandra Bullock explains um, what the three seashells are. Well, if anyone was going to, it was going to be Sandy Bullock. Well, I'd, I'd rather Sandra Bullock describe going to the toilet than Rob Schneider or Stallone, to be honest. Sandy Bullock sounds like you've been at the beach. <laughs> yeah, I don't like you calling her that. That upsets me. <laughs> I fancy Sandra Bullock. You can't call her Sandy. Spread no. the word. Ken fancies Sandy Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of Sandy Bullocks. Me and my family went on a trip to Sandy Bullock no. for the weekend. <laughs> anyway, this is what she says. This was uh, MTV MTV News asked her once, <laughs> once and for all. And she says, well, think of a B-Day. There's several processes. There's number one, number two, and then the cleanup. But it doesn't stop there. Turns out the seashells are also musical instruments. And you can use them as little maracas. <laughs> See, it's a musical instrument and it's a hygiene element. What's the hygiene element? Well, the fact that it also cleans. Why How? the hell would you pick them up after you cleaned yourself with them? She hasn't explained a damn thing. She just said, I use them as musical instruments. Yeah. I don't know how to use that them. Was, um, that was at the red carpet of gravity. It's good that they're still asking her that. <laughs> Quite right, too. They're asking her that 20 years in the past. Or oh, three years <laughs> in the future. Yeah, whichever yeah. you prefer. Why, why would you use them as little maracas? Why would you've, you... just, you've just cleaned your backside with them. You've just, you know, why would you then pick them up and just shake them? Plus, they're, surely they're only good for one use. Or some, the next person who comes in is just some shitty seashells, I'm, which is kind of hard to say. I've, yeah, I've got a feeling that she just made that up. That might be on the, the t- spot. That might be the, the name of this episode. 
shitty seashells. <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous anyway. Because even if you do the pincer movement, which seems the most likely, you've still got to wash them after. It's a pincer movement. <laughs> you get two together like maracas, and then you, you, you grab and pull. <laughs> That's unnecessary. <laughs> you don't know what, what's happening in the future. They might have some sort of. I don't know why would it just like like a like a sausage maker. Yeah, where they it's all some, connected to the you, next one. Well, you don't know what underwear is like. There might be some sort of it's net, black silk underwear, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of shit net, <laughs> which is my failed um, <laughs> Silicon on, Valley. It's on Dragon's Den. <laughs> Silicon Valley uh, <laughs> company. <laughs> um. But anyway, if anyone has any ideas on how to use the three seashell, we might actually post this. Either. I was asked. Adam asked me as well. He said, "Can you find out what that is, please, and discuss it?" And I failed him. I think we might actually tweet that out when we release this episode and just ask people, "How the hell do you use the three seashells?" It certainly can't be maracas. That just makes that makes less sense than what you're saying. But a pincer movement—they're like castanets, sort of like just grabbing. Yeah. No, that's disgusting. What would you do with them then? Just put them back to the to next person. Dip, dip them in and give them a little rinse. In what? Shitty water? No, in the sink. <laughs> How the hell would that be any more hygienic than just flushing away the toilet roll? It wouldn't. No, you're right. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not really happy talking about Can it. Can we agree that one of them is for a polish? Yes. Which side? What? The seashell ridge side or the flat side that it's resting on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Good no, question, I just, thought you meant, I, just, I thought you meant polish which side of your ass. It was just like, <laughs> not the inside, surely. <laughs> Depends how thorough you want to get. <laughs> That's the fourth seashell. Yeah, we're going we're to have to take this to Twitter or, or our Facebook group. Yeah, I'm not happy about it, to be honest. Or email us in, and we'll, we, the best answers we'll read out on the podcast. Uh, anyway, Sylvester Stallone, he ends up just swearing enough so he gets a lot of uh, note paper, and then he goes to the toilet. Yeah, he gets called a caveman and Neanderthal, a primate. Um, off to the museum, um, where Wesley Snipes indulges in a little bit of uh, casual racism uh, about Chinese people. Um and then enters the Hall of Violence, which yeah. is a, a fantastic name. I'd, I'd love to go to a museum that's got a Hall of Violence. Yeah, because uh, John Spartan says that he's going for a gun. John Spartan already knows that as soon as Phoenix is out, that's what he's going to go for first. And the the main uh, police chief says that the only way you can even see a gun nowadays is in a museum, which yeah. is how they know where he's and gone. And they all sort of look at each other and go, uh-huh. Yeah, Wesley Snipes is in the Hall of Violence looking at... Um, Sort of army gear, isn't he? From yeah, it's, um, and then so, so they're off to the museum as well. So the the, the cops are off. Um, Huxley, uh, Garcia, and Spartan. Spartan says, "I'll drive." Gets in and has all kinds of uh, new driver. Please assimilate, and all that rubbish. And so he just gets out again and says, "Okay, you drive." A little bit of comedy moment. Uh, it's not funny, but that's what that's what happens. 
Yeah, the stock yeah, is that's, that's when they hear the ads, just ads on the radio, and then Garcia's like sings along. It's really, really annoying. Yes, yeah, Bullock, Bullock jo- Sandy and, Bullock joins and in. And Stallone's just like, some, someone put me back in the fridge, he says, which is also not a funny line, but it's supposed to be a comedy moment. Meanwhile, Snipes, uh, or Phoenix, has, uh, has found loads of guns, and he says, now that's what I'm talking about. He tries to kick his way through the exhibit. But it's uh, it's like bulletproof glass, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which point, uh, somebody from the uh, museum comes over and uh, says, <laughs> yeah, "Very what, helpful." What seems to be your boggle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is amusing. No, like he's like my boggle and just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and then looks at the thing. And he's like, "How much do you weigh?" To the guy, and he's like, "Well, I weigh." <laughs> he's like going to just randomly tell him, and he ends up just picking up and it's throwing throw, him, throws him through the glass. <laughs> He gets like some sort of um, it's like laser gun, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he gets um, lots of like old school weaponry, like shotguns and stuff. As Musket, well. all, all of which are fully loaded, uh, of course. Yeah, in, in the exhibits, they're fully loaded with all the ammunition you could ever want. And of course, the guns are oiled and uh, yeah, they're all in fully shooting, fully working order. Yeah, uh, we we get a Rambo reference. Uh, excuse me, Rambo, when he takes a gun off somebody. You also get a Luke Skywalker reference. Uh, Spartan decides he's going in on his own. Yeah. Why not? He's given a, one of those stick things, isn't he? And he's just yes, like, yeah, one, looks one, at of, it like, one of his little stun, stun sticks. Like, great. Although it does come in handy. Yeah, he turns up and, uh, as you say, Wesley Snipes just chewing up the scenery. Loving oh, he's every loving it. Yeah, he's laughing like a child in the uh, armory. A little bit of banter as well, of course. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 another good fight. Yeah, and uh, uh, Spartan finds out that Simon Phoenix is he's stronger, he's quicker, he's more powerful than he was before. Yeah, they have. Uh, he's also very proficient um, in fighting with a shovel. Must have been part of his rehabilitation yeah. uh, programming because he's uh, he's very good at spinning around a shovel and hitting Spartan with it. This is it's, uh, the the sprinklers get set off, doesn't it, when he's uh, shooting about? Yeah, they they smash through a glass floor as well, which is it's, cool. it's a good scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. He yeah, they f- fire something. He falls through a glass floor, then he fires through the glass floor, and he falls down as well. So they're both now below. Um, Stallone again throws in another one-liner, saying "You're on TV," and then hits him with a TV, which is that's unnecessary. Those kind of things. Yeah. They irritate me. You say it afterwards when it's cool to say it afterwards, but not in the middle of it. He uses his stun gun to to uh, electrocute him. So this is the only time this stun yeah. gun uh, stun. What's it? The stun. Stick. I don't know. Baton. Yeah, oh. baton. That's the only time it comes in handy. Is a Simon Phoenix is in the water and um, Stallone uses it to electrocute him. But he escapes. Phoenix escapes and um, r- runs across the lawn to what's his name? Cocteau. Cocteau. Yeah. Yes. And Nigel Hawthorne. Yeah, he's... Uh... It's it's weird, right? Because he shoots twice and misses him both times. Um, and then they turn around. And it's, I don't know, I just thought, that's weird. Why would he just kill them? He doesn't even know who they are. He just emerges like that. He's, he could probably just get away without killing anyone. Yeah. But he decides to shoot them from behind dead. Obviously he doesn't, but it just I just thought it was a bit weird. It just shows how bad this Simon Phoenix guy is. Yeah, he's a rebel. Yeah, he would just have shot you dead from behind, even though you pose no threat to his escape. He doesn't, anyway. There's a little chat. 
Yeah, they do, and he, he sort of just walks around him. Uh, this is when I noticed that he's got two different coloured eyes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was the first time I saw it as well. Yeah. Yeah, he basically instructs him to uh, to kill Edgar Friendly. Yeah. And then he we says, find out... Yeah, he says, you can't kill me. We find out that it, it's this guy who we thought was a, you know, the, the mayor or whatever, the, the head, but he's, it's him that's... Uh, Really yeah, Simon's it's Phoenix. not even that far into the film when we find out yeah. who well, the bad guy is. In, yeah, we? we find out who the bad guy is immediately. Usually it's like a big uh, reveal where you think, oh, no, so they were behind it. But no, we find out who it is quite quick, even though we probably knew already. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's him that's that's had him released and he, again, reminds him that he's, he's out just to kill Edgar Friendly. He could have probably just got any... I don't know if you necessarily needed this guy to... To go and kill Edgar Friendly, to be honest, but uh, yeah, he, instru- he, he almost. I mean, in a world where there is no violence, he could pretty much just have done it himself. Yeah, nobody would suspect. That's what I mean. He, he runs everything. So. Why would Why would you throw out the most deranged psycho killer of the 20th century to do it when you could have just literally got pretty much anyone to do it? To be honest, all these guys, all those guys are looking for is food, isn't it? Really, but well, Bullock. Sandra Bullock throws in a not bad for a 73, uh, 74 year old. She throws in that comment, uh, you know, just just to let us know how old he would have been, even though surely he'd have been older than that. Well, how old still own now? I don't know. Let's just have a look. You carry on, I'll have a look. Uh, yeah, and, th- and then she throws in some really, really bad. He's um, 74. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then she she gives us some really bad, like um, I don't know, misquotes of of phrases. Yeah, never like these. He finally matched his meat, which is horrible. He, he, like in any sense of that, that's horrible. He really licked his. You ass. really licked his ass. I mean, they still talk English in the future. It's, <laughs> it's not like you know. So they surely still know what these words mean. I know he says kicked his ass. What does he do about the meat? What does he say about that? Met his match. Met his match. And then match. she repeats it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, yes, yes, yeah. sorry. Yeah, uh, and he says, um, I owe you my life. I'll take you out for a meal at Taco Bell. Yeah, because the joke here is, I mean, this is, uh, apparently this was changed to Pizza Hut for a lot of countries because Taco Bell is, is not a thing anywhere. But I've never seen the Pizza Hut version. I've always seen Taco Bell. And I, I was like, I don't even know what that is. But apparently yeah. it's like fast food. It's like a on occasion. Apparently as well, Taco Bell was edited out of uh, some TV showings of this in which the UK, me- which meant uh, I, I don't know yeah. where it was, but it meant the editing was like very very ridiculous. Yeah, because they say Taco Bell a lot now. Uh, yeah, the the basic it's like a Mexican fast food restaurant, and uh, it now this is upper upper high class marketing um, because apparently Taco Bell. Uh, were the only survivors of the franchise wars, and now all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah, that, that's, that's the explanation that we get from that. I've never Although I'd it. imagine they probably just paid massively to get themselves in this film. Yeah, I never um, thought anything with the word wars after would sound so boring, but there you go, the franchise wars. Mm. Yeah, we, we also get a little uh, a little joke um, about reading up something from the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Yeah. Um, which is amusing, especially like, with Stallone's little uh, reaction to that. Yeah, I like that they they have little jabs at each other in their films because he does it in Last Action Hero, doesn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, he he just says he says yeah he says wait wait he was the president. And yeah. He says yeah even though he wasn't born here his popularity was such at the time that yeah. they allowed him to be president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he just says oh shut yeah forget it. Yeah, well she actually did become governor didn't he of uh, yeah. California. Yeah, it's, it's, again it's just very odd that uh, kind of predicts it but then this is the future. Uh, is this where we see his flat or is it, have we already gone past that? Uh, no, we haven't seen it yet. No, we. Um... Is this straight to Taco Bell? Yeah. Taco Bell, he's wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> he's, he's wearing robes. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing robes. He's, he's also now dressed like a Jedi. Uh, everyone's dressed like a Jedi, uh, except Sandra Bullock, who's actually just wearing a very nice dress. Yeah. <laughs> just like just wearing a sexy dress. You get a guy as well playing the piano in the uh, Taco Bell restaurants. Um, singing the Jolly Green Giant advert. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's kind of cool. The whole point of this is that we can see the um, Dennis Leary's um, sort of group attack, I guess is maybe the word. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we get another Neanderthal um, yeah, reference at, at, at the well. table. And um, we, we get a lot of blah, blah, blah business about uh, this This is the future, it's all good, your future was rubbish. Um he mentions that he was awake all the way through the cryostasis that he went through. He could see his wife um, and he could think and he could dream and he could remember and all, all of that stuff, which uh, apparently wasn't supposed to happen. He was supposed to be unconscious throughout the entire thing, but he, he claims he wasn't. But we forget all about that. Uh, no one's interested in that. It just shows more people being thrown by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets called a brutish fossil as well which uh, is by some stuck-up woman. What would you say if I were to call you? And it was just like, what? Why would you ever do that to anybody? <laughs> I'd tell you to fuck off. Yeah, you might as well just have just grabbed her head and slammed it into the <laughs> table. <laughs> just, just be done with it, because uh, that's probably what would happen in real life. Not not with him, obviously, but uh, you know, just people like that. Yeah, up, up periscope. A little periscope turns up out the floor, has a little look around and ducks back down. Some obvious bad guy on a motorbike drives past and um, Spartan's out of there. Starts throwing people around through car windscreens and stuff like that as well. Yeah, Dennis Leary's there. He's got a gang with him. Um, these guys turn out to be called the Scraps. And literally... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're stealing food from the Yeah, from that's the, the revelation. Yeah. That's the revelation is, is why they're attacking people. But before he knows that, he says this line. You're going to regret this for the rest of your life, both seconds of it. And then neither kills the guy, nor does he take two seconds to do so. He's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where you just think, okay, that sounds cool. Here's, um, a, here's a fun fact. Yes, please. Jack Black played one of the scraps. Did he? Yes, he's in this film. I only watched it yesterday. I can't remember that. Yeah. Clearly not not as Jack Black. No, as an uncredited extra. He's, he's one of the. Uh, he's in Waterworld as well, I think, as the airplane pilot. If you've anyone seen Waterworld with uh, what's his name? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, he plays the uh, the, the the guy in the the airplane flying above his uh, ship. He had lots of those sort of uh, little miniature roles before he he went big. I think everyone remembers him in a. Uh, oh God, I know what you did. I still know what you did last summer as a really badly casted white Jamaican. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really bad in that. Oh, that is bad. And in one of the never-ending stories is the main bad guy. But, yeah, he's, he's in this as well. Yeah, um, Sandra Bullock, uh, after after all the uh, chaos is, uh, is done, she says, looks like there's a new shepherd in town. 
again, totally confusing uh, catchphrases and uh, popular sayings. Although I quite like the new shepherd. Yeah. I, I think it'd be good if that was actually what it said. Such reckless abandonment. Looks like there's a new shepherd in town. That sheriff? Who are those guys? They're known as scraps. Outcasts and deserters who choose to live beneath us in sewers and abandoned tunnels. They're a constant irritation to our harmony. They're nothing but thugs and hooligans. A society of thieves. The last remaining criminal element in the city. But plans are in progress to purge this peril from our day. You are even better live than on Laserdisc. And the joy joy way you pause to make a glib witticism before doing battle with that strangely weaponed scrap in those roundhouse Posse, look, this isn't the Wild West, okay? The Wild West wasn't even the Wild West. Hurting people's not a good thing. Well, sometimes it is, but not when it's a bunch of people looking for something to eat. So Spartan's not happy. I mean, yes, he did go in and beat everybody up, but he's not happy about that because all they were doing is looking for food, of all things, and uh, he makes his uh, objections known to uh, everybody, including Doc, Dr. Cock, Doe, Doc Cock. Uh, they go and sit in the car now, uh, Spartan and Sandra Bullock, whose name escapes me throughout the entire... I even watched it and couldn't remember her name whilst I was watching it. So we'll refer to her as Sandra Bullock. Lenina Huxley. Huxley, yeah, that was it, yes. Yeah, all right. I'll still probably just call her Sandra Bullock. Sandy Bullocks, that's what I call her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind the Bullocks. <laughs> anyway, they sit and they have a look. He, he talks about his daughter a bit more, uh, which I was expecting to be some kind of twist that she was his daughter. Wesley Snipes is Simon Phoenix's... <laughs> no, is... Uh, is Simon Phoenix, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Are you just doing a new advert for the film? We, we know all this. The twist is, is that Wesley Snipes is Simon Phoenix. <laughs> Simon Phoenix is he John remo- Spartan's daughter. He removes his mask and it's himself. <laughs> Got another mask of his own face on. <laughs> the, the evil genius. Yeah, so he talks more about his daughter. Uh, Huxley is not his daughter. There's a spoiler for you if you uh, were thinking the same way that I was thinking. That would have been interesting. I didn't actually think. I just thought that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd make the next scene quite horrible, but uh, still, it would uh, just be interesting. She hands him a laser disc anyway, um, after he says he's not even going to look his daughter up. You know, just leave her alone. (laughs) So he's like, okay, that's drawn a line under that then. Um, And then we head off to Dr. Cocteau's house. Uh, it's a lovely house. Um, he's got the uh, the camp Jedi following him, as always. Um, and Simon Phoenix is already there, just lounging around on his chair. And uh, he, he's dressed a little bit better now. He's got rid of the clown uh, MC Hammer pants, and he's uh, he's got a leather jacket on now, so he looks pretty cool. And um, he, he's there. They have a little chat, saying, you know, what's going on? And he says, your job, once again, he says, your job is to kill Edgar Friendly. He, I said before, usually it takes a while for us to get this revealed that it's him behind it all. But he's not only does he tell us very early on that he's behind it all, he really does repeat the exact mission so many times. Like, he's not scared about being recorded or anything, you know. I mean, it's, not, none of this is interesting because uh, he's just going to lay, lay out the plot for us one more time in case we've forgotten it. Um, he, he says Edgar Friendly's going to stop... It's going to start a revolution. You have to stop it before it does begin, which is, again, a bit of a Terminator vibe to it. And then Wesley Snipes gives him a little shopping list of who he wants to help him. 
You're going to need more men, so he's going to have to thaw out some more violent criminals. Yeah, which uh, Cocteau's more than... It literally just says, okay, then. Yeah, he's fine with that. He's whatever. Not the fact that it already seems that he has no control over Simon Phoenix, except for the fact that Simon Phoenix can't shoot him. Other than that, he has literally no... He's just broke into his house. So he thinks, I'm going to thaw out more of these people. <laughs> yeah, why not? And he says, yeah, and he's, he also asks, what does he get out of all this? Simon Phoenix, which is a fair question. What does he say? He wants an island, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, which again, it's quite a nice idea. Where, where did he say? I can't remember. Hawaii uh, or something? Oh, he went through like uh, Monaco, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, he named a few anyway. It sounded nice. Yeah, fair enough. Weird that San Andreas, uh, what what's this place called? San Angeles. San Angeles. Yeah, weird that that all got together, but Monaco is still on its own out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody bothered about Monaco. Interesting how the rest of the world is in this sort of environment if this place is very friendly and happy and stuff yeah yeah no, yeah because he can't control the world can he this guy wears his no. fucking bathrobe around the place he's, he's right hand man's the fat guy from beetlejuice for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah <laughs> thankfully doesn't burst into deo during this <laughs> should have done during this particular scene it would have lightened the mood <laughs> Any film would have been improved by having the Banana Boat song. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, yeah I think maybe it should have. Um, yeah, we get a, we get a cut to the uh, the flats now, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we, we go back to uh, Huxley's Huxley's domicile. Nineties. It's it? It, honestly, I wrote down it looks like the set of Friends. <laughs> yeah, it was just rubbish. It's yeah. awful. Not even people in the nineties had decorations like this. Yeah, all it's, this shit. It's horrible. Yeah, I like Stallone. He takes his jacket off. He's got that sleeveless skin. Yeah, he looks good, though. I like it's, it. it's like a sleeveless kimono or something he's got. Yeah, on. he's looking cool. <laughs> Although he doesn't like it. I think later he actually looks at himself in the mirror and says uh, something about Halloween. She's got Love Boat, because obviously all the songs in the future are show tunes. So mm. she's she's got the Love Boat song playing in the background. Um Bullock comes. She's very upfront about ha- ha- wanting to have sex. She's, yeah, well, she just literally asks, "Would you like to have sex?" Yeah, because she she says something to do with the all the action and the alcohol she'd consumed. Yeah, which couldn't have been that much. No, no. But uh, yeah, she so she says it's uh, raised all of her hormone levels up and uh, wonders if he'd like to have sex. Now, personally, I find that really odd if that happened to me. If that was just a question that, well, not, right. not specifically Sandra Bullock. I'm I find it say, really, really weird if <laughs> Sandra Bullock contacted me and just asked me. But, uh, if old Sandy Bullock's <laughs> turned up, asked you to have some sex. Yeah, probably would, though. A nice slice of sex. <laughs> yeah, a nice slice of steaming hot sex, please, Bullock. That was nearly the podcast name, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's another one that I do on the side. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. I just find that weird. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'd find that really, really awkward, and probably just leave. Yeah, which would be ridiculous. Really, looking back at it, I'd think, oh god, I should have done this. But at the time, I'd just, I'd be a bit weirded out by the whole thing and uh, ruin my chances with the, with the Ms. Bullock. And that's what separates you from Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah, because he just goes, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> he has to think about it though. You know, I think he's running it through his head. He's just like, yeah, okay, why not? She comes out in a in a white gown and the fucking headset. Yeah, yeah. He he meanwhile does the uh, ridiculous. Oh, let's just get ready. Smell smell your own breath, kind of thing, which is horrible. Yeah, it's um, it's straight. These headsets are straight out of uh, 
Hologram Man, <laughs> which you reviewed on the website. Yeah, well, Hologram Man does mention Demolition Man. So, you know, I think they're kind, kindred spirits. In the same world. So are they wearing little sex hats, are they? <laughs> the main the main character when he's training. No. <laughs> Maybe that's what he means. Maybe that's what his partner meant. She, she'd seen it and he just didn't. He had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Hologram Man, the review for that is on uh, our website. Ken reviewed it, and it's, you say it's on YouTube. And that is definitely PM Entertainment. You, yeah. You'd no doubt in your mind, if you've ever seen any of those, you know full well. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much just a rip-off of this film, but so incredibly funny. It's brilliant. Yeah. It really is a funny, funny film. Yeah, she puts the headset on Stallone. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going on, because obviously he <laughs> thinks he's... Uh, he's uh, preparing for some actual sex but no it's uh, it's all it's all headset and yeah. uh, it's it's all purely uh, in in the mind yeah he gets uh, Stallone closes his eyes and you get flashing lights and close ups on I don't I didn't like this yeah I wouldn't mind seeing a Sandra Bullock sex scene but this is not really at all what I was hoping for yeah it's a, a close up on Sandy Bullock's she, smiling she and... just looks like she's drowning <laughs> she yeah. seems to be like underwater or something, and uh, and then Stallone just keeps pulling stupid faces. I was going to say it's interspersed with Stallone yes. pulling yeah. weird faces. It's horrible, horrible scene. And he, he sort of throws his headset off. He's not happy. Give me, with it. give me the Stallone Sharon Stone sex scene any day. Oh, what was it? Specialist. Yeah. Oh, although, although you do get to see more of him. Yeah, I was going to say. To be fair, we'd seen all of uh, <laughs> Sharon Stone previously. So anyway, yeah, back to this one. <laughs> So yeah, Stallone's not happy. <laughs> Stop talking about Stallone sex scenes. <laughs> he wants to do some old school sex. Yeah, yeah, he he thought they meant that, and obviously we all did. Um, which Sandra Bullock um, lovingly refers to as fluid transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and yet uh, that's still preferable to the three ways of saying it that Stallone throws back at her. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, do you want me to read them all? Yeah, yeah, you go for it, yeah. He calls it boning. The Wild Mambo, mm-hmm. and The Hunker Chunker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're not American. Maybe that's funny to us because we don't get it. But <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call it The Wild Mambo. Ah, oh, well, because you, you know nothing of the mambo. <laughs> Except maybe Lou Vega. <laughs> uh, the Hunker Chunker, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds erotic. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a Muppet. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a character. huge chocolate bar. <laughs> She says that is no longer done. She says, exchanging of bodily fluids, you know what that leads to. And Stallone says, yeah, I do. Smoking kids and a desire to raid the fridge. Nice. And she so says, cynical. She says, no, AIDS. And then after AIDS, there was NRS. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bit, af- more, bit, more serious, <laughs> bit more serious than his answer, wasn't it? Then after, after NRS, there was UBT. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. So like UFC. I guess so. I think it's something to do with the phone, isn't it? BT. Oh, yeah, you just plug it in. Yeah. And then he says, damn, I was a good kisser. Stallone. Mm, well, we'll never find out. Thankfully, I'll never personally find out. Yeah, and we we, we find out that if if you want a baby, it's, uh, it's all test tube babies in the future, mm. I believe, where all the uh, defects and stuff like that are. Yeah, yeah, and you have to apply for it and everything. And you go through, a, go through a process, yeah. And then she orders him well, out. To be honest, that's not that bad an idea. Some of the idiots with kids around. You know. <laughs> nice social commentary yeah. from Ken on this light-hearted <laughs> movie podcast. Well, you know, uh, Sandy Bullock orders him out of her uh, out of her apartment. Out of the apartment of Chandler Bing. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, he, he goes in fairness. He'll yeah, he's up fair dues. Yeah. yeah. P- puts his little jacket back on. She's got him a, a flat in the same apartment block as her. So he goes to his, falls over in the dark straight away. Yeah. Has a little look around. It's quite nice. Three seashells in the bath. Another callback to that. Yeah. Um, now I see they still have CD players. I mean, most people don't have those now, so must yeah. be making a comeback. Yeah, it's like a little uh, little disc player, isn't it? He's yeah. got there, which is good because he has to. He puts it on, puts I, the little disc that he received on. Yeah, I like he sits at his um, on his sofa and he pulls out Steven Seagal's beret. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Out for Justice in a ball of wool. Yeah, and there's some knitting, knitting needles and stuff, which uh, he just picks up and just starts doing. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Uh, we can't we can't uh, show any sort of s- sex scene, but we can show f- full female nudity just on the screen. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a call comes in, and it's a, a naked woman who says, "Hi, Martin. I was thinking," and then sees obviously Sylvester Stallone sat there knitting and says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "says Oh, sorry, wrong number," <laughs> and and she goes off the screen again. <laughs> Oh, God. With his fucking beret on. (laughs) Knitting himself a new beret. Yeah, but I always wondered, uh, did Martin Martin ever get that call? Did she try again? And what what is she doing anyway? That's got nothing to do with anything, has it, nudity? No. Apparently. Nudity is just, I don't know, just for washing purposes. Yeah. But, yeah, weird. Weird anyway. Martin, if you're out there, give us a shout. Did, Did she ever get through to you? What was she thinking? She said, I was thinking, and then she just didn't say about what, so let us know. Yeah. we get. Uh, he, he shakes his head. He can't believe what, what he's just yeah, seen. <laughs> oh, the future. <laughs> we get CCTV footage now of, of Phoenix with Cocteau when he, when he jumps out the uh, the gallery. Yeah, yeah, we get, he gets to overhear what we already overheard, which was uh, him being in charge of Phoenix, or being unable to kill him at least. Yeah, so John Spartan is now fully up to date. Yeah, um, considering we're in the future and we've got all this technology, that's really shit footage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really bad footage. Yeah. Yeah, we've got CCTV at work and it's better than that. <laughs> so, you know. Next morning, John is uh, knitted Sandy a, a jumper. It's a lovely jumper, isn't it? It's a beautiful full uh, full red sweater that, yeah. he's, that he's knitted, a, which uh, I did think that was a bit weird. It's a bit unlikely. And yeah, and uh, he, apparently it's to do with their rehabilitation program whilst they're in in anime. Yeah, what, what a useful, what a useful um, skill! Yeah, to have upgraded yourself to. He says, "I'm a seamstress." Mm. <laughs> again, again in Hologram Man, uh, there's a guy that's uh, the first hologram that gets uh, up for parole. He's um, he's been reprogrammed to be a street sweeper, <laughs> and I actually thought, <laughs> what skills are involved there? <laughs> and he seems ever so happy. He's been released from cryostasis in holog- oh, hologram stasis. Sorry, it's the only difference in the film. Uh, yeah, to be a street sweeper, and he says he'll try his best and he'll stay out of trouble. We got we they're in the car and they they ask for the uh, details on Simon Phoenix's records or whatever and what he's been given because yeah, yeah, John's what, what, aware. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, maybe it's I don't know tapestry or yeah. something like that or, or cookery. Maybe maybe he's become a good chef. Yeah, but no, no. It turns out that he's just been upgraded into like martial arts, weapons knowledge, computers, explosives. <laughs> yeah, he's been upgrading everything that you probably wouldn't upgrade a criminal to. Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, it's a bit weird. He, he finds that weird. Says, uh, "Who who the hell programmed all this?" Yeah, well, guess who? Oh, Doc Cock. Doc Cock Toe. Yeah, it was him. He set all this programming stuff up. It's just all clicking into place for Spartan. Yeah, he goes to the. We're back in the conference room from earlier with all the monitors. Yeah, we get uh, we get a triple a triple whammy of uh, put downs that we've been having all the way through the film. Uh, it gets savage, uh, crow magnon, uh, prehistoric. There we go. Those are the three insults hurled at Spartan. I don't know why they're bothering because they're they're not affecting him. He's simply not interested in whatever they're saying about that. Plus, as I said, it's only thirty years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So he goes into to confront uh, to Co- uh, Cocteau. Cocteau's on the screen. Uh, in in the boardroom, one of the little monitors, and uh, John just starts shooting the the monitors out, doesn't he? Yeah. He's irate about it, and uh, you, we the camera sort of zooms in on the on the footage of Cocteau talking, and then a gun appears to the side of his head as he's talking, and, and John's found him. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he's just sat behind a screen, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. just hiding in a cupboard. Yeah, I think Cocteau asks Sandy Bullock to take John back to the to cryo, doesn't he? I think so. He does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't, thankfully. No. Well, you know, we don't know at this point, sorry. I've got the line, be well, and then... Be fucked. Be fucked. So have I, yeah. It doesn't really make sense, I don't know. <laughs> is that John that says that? Yeah, well, of course it is. And then he shoots the swearing machine, and then uh, Bob faints. Yeah. Down he goes. <laughs> he could have done that before he fainted, that would have been funny. It's at this point that Stallone decides he's going underground. He's going to see Edgar Friendly. And Jack Black. This is where Jack Black turns up. Oh, is it in this part? Yeah. All oh, right. Let's go blow this guy, says Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. Another hilarious uh, misnomer there on the uh, on the phrases. Although maybe that's what she meant. I don't know. This kind of reminds. I don't even. Know, I was thinking, what does this remind me of? This underground city thing. It's almost sort of Blade Runner esque or something. Yeah, it looks all right, doesn't it? Yeah. Stallone, I mean, uh, you Stallone know, likes it, doesn't he? Spartan, Spartan's I, I, a fan. I tell you what else it reminds me of, which we'll cover on this podcast, is Mario Brothers, the film. You've not seen it, have you? No, I haven't. We'll be well. Oh, I can't wait to see it. We'll though. be changing that, but yeah, it reminds me of that as well. And uh, Stallone. One thing about the Mario Brothers is uh, one of them's called Mario. So what's his surname? Also Mario. They cover that in the film. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. Oh, I can't. oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that as soon as I get, as soon as <laughs> yes, I get his, out of here. His name, his last name is Mario, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's Stallone, Bullock, and uh, what's his name? Garcia. Yeah. Alfredo Garcia. Yeah, so they all go down and they're disgusted by the smell. Stallone loves it. He goes and buys himself a burger and a, a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a funny scene with the Spanish, the, the woman who's serving him is Spanish. And apparently I can understand Spanish, Ken, because I knew it was a rat burger. So did I, yeah. I think because she says ratter. <laughs> a bit of a clue there. I don't think like, that's like, it, no. Like the Latin. <laughs> ratus, ratus. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what that is. I noticed there was a guy with just playing some bongos down there as well. Yeah. Which is unusual. They're just walking past and everyone's getting out their way. And we see, like, a point of view from their uh, angle and uh, people are just in their way and they move into the side whilst they carry on walking. And it's just somebody playing the bongos for them. It was nice of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, up top, no, never heard of such a things, but down below, bongos rule; <laughs> they reign supreme. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you live down there and he's doing it all fucking day, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, maybe he's got the only bongos in town. <laughs> That's how they know him. They, they find Dennis Leary. He's uh, Edgar Friendly. He does his motor mouth shtick. 
you know. Yeah, well, that, that's after he probably gives us the worst line in his career, uh, where he says that uh, since Spartans come down to see him, he says, you've got ball balls. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was horrible. It's a horrible line. And then he hits us with his proper trademark stuff. Yeah, tirade. Yeah, where he throws in all this consumerism stuff at us and, uh, oh. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's pretty much straight out of his stand-up routine. We see uh, an old-school muscle car. Yeah, and an Oldsmobile, as uh, Huxley points out, because, you know, she's learnt everything about everything, so she also knows every car that was ever around in the 90s. Uh, Stallone calls Cocteau an asshole. And uh, he, uh, he hits Jack Black's gun out of his hand at this point. Jack Black is to the side of him. Oh. Very baby-faced. Oh, never, never knew it was Jack Black. A lot, lot thinner than you probably know him. <laughs> but yeah, he's in this very young. Um, and then Phoenix just turns up randomly. He knows exactly where they are. Probably not the best. Well, I, I suppose he doesn't really realise that someone's after. No, they don't even know. They're all sat around a table. Yeah. Chatting. That's where we meet his gang. We meet his gang. We see Jesse the Body Ventura. He's there. Yeah. Um, who was Blaine, obviously, in Predator. Uh, and a wrestler. Which is why I refer to him as the body. Yes. <laughs> it's not just a nickname I've got for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, then obviously went on to uh, to politics career. Yeah, probably through this, I think, see the dystopian future and thought, I want to be part of that. I want to be on Cocteau's side. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all sat around a table, and they're all having beer and everything, and um, it's like pretzels just all over the table. Yeah, it's just like a mess. And I thought that's that's bad, isn't it? I also thought I mean, that... Fair enough, they're all eating them, but why are they just scattered all over the table? That's just messy. Yeah. I mean, I think I always, I thought that um, junk food and stuff was illegal in the future. We're, down, we're underground. Oh, of course. We're like, off the grid. Someone's making pretzels down yeah, there. we're down with the scraps, aren't we now? Yeah. Yeah, wrap burgers and pretzels, <laughs> accompanied by some delightful sounds of uh, Bongo Jim. Yeah, wrap <laughs> Rat burger, pretzels, and rat burger was our. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was our. It was a, an album solely of bongo music. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best, but we we tried. You know, it's always good to try something new. Yeah, it turns out two hours of bongo music probably doesn't sell as well as you'd have thought. Yeah, Snipes turns up and there's a, a big firefight. He turns, he shoots down at Stallone and and Leary. As I say, there's a. Yeah, he's, he's, he actually says two for one because he he doesn't expect. Uh, doesn't Stallone. expect Stallone to be down there. He's not expecting Spartan. Who does? No. Uh, Wesley Snipes laughs a lot during this bit. He just laughs. He's laughing the whole all film. the way through this bit. He's just like firing his gun, laughing away. He's getting shot out, laughing, punching people in the face, laughing about it. Yeah, I said. I said at the beginning, he really does seem to enjoy himself in this film. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he ends up uh, escaping into the street because they they almost gets the upper hand on him and his mates. And then we get the, uh, the the car chase scene. Stallone and Sandra Bullock follow in the in the uh, the old car that's down there. Yes, it comes uh, up through the, the floor. S- Simon it? Phoenix is in a cop car. Yeah, they're, they're in the they're in like a huge elevator, aren't they? Yeah. Which just so happens to be where the car's parked. Uh, yeah, so they smash up through concrete in a <laughs> in an elevator. I don't know if it, <laughs> if it would. Yep, and there's a chase on chase, chase, chase. Where does he get petrol from to run this thing? Is that down there as well? I don't know, maybe. You got to run the um, the ovens. Only to cook the wrap burgers or something. (laughs) Yeah, some sort of fuel down there. Yeah, they haven't got olive oil. They're gonna have to cook it in petrol, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) I meant to fuel the bloody (laughs) mechanisms. Uh, It's pretty good uh, car chase scene. Like how instantly Stallone shoots his tire out and it reflates. It's Mm. got a you know, it's futuristic and. uh, 
Uh, Stallone's next answer to all of this is to just get on top of the car. <laughs> That's what you would do, though, isn't it? It's what you used to do back in the 90s. Yeah. That's what I used to do when I was chasing people. Yeah, Sandra has to, has to drive. She's never driven this. I mean, it's just exactly the same as the futuristic car, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, she's driving. Stallone's on the bonnet. Ends up jumping onto Wesley Snipes' roof. No free rides, says Snipes. Yeah, still still throwing out a one-liner. As a Scarface reference. Yeah, got that, yeah. Say hello to my little friend. I mean, he's got a, an automatic rifle, which he shoots, <laughs> which would have fucking deafened him <laughs> in that car but also someone manages to not hit Stallone who's on the small roof <laughs> but there you go that's action films for you um, this is where he confesses to Spartan that the 36 uh, was it, uh, 30 passengers however many passengers on that bus they actually confesses that they were already dead when uh, that building blew up at the beginning is that when Stallone's got him sort of hanging out the car yeah so he was innocent all this time yeah, I, I, he, he sort of he pulls him out of the car, and Stallone drives, which at the earlier on he couldn't drive because it was new new driver alert and the car wouldn't do anything, so he had got out again. I guess we're just ignoring that now. Yeah. Now that it, it's it's a like urgent scene, he, he now he's just accepted as a driver. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's got him hanging out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, ends up throwing him out of the car and he rolls around a bit on the motorway and Stallone can't stop the car from driving. He's he's, he's asking for the uh, um, self-drive. That doesn't work. Yeah, it's all smashed up. It's, it's been quite a quite a chase. L- lots, of, uh, lots of damage. Self-drive. Unable to execute. Self-drive now. Malfunction. Unable to execute. Emergency. says break now you mickey mouse piece of shit mm. and then he drives through the police siren into the fountain outside the station yeah and uh, then the car instantly fills with what appears to be meringue yeah some secure foam as it's known yeah yeah he breaks out of it like it look it does look like meringue to me anyway yeah, I do actually. It did make me laugh when he mentions that he'll be able to fix his own uniform. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a seamstress, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the the police chief, the bald guy, he, he turns up. He wants him back in in cryo prison. Yeah, he calls him a caveman. Yeah, yeah. So that's another reference for you about just being thirty years old. And Stallone ignores him. He's he's, he's going after Phoenix. He don't give a fuck what this guy says. It's when uh, Dennis Leary turns up with the scraps and and Garcia. Looking like something like the fucking one of the Lost Boys from Hook. Mm. He's he's been down there for five minutes with them, and he's fucking dressed like he's them. Simulated perfectly. Yeah, his hair's down. He starts swearing. Um, he says, "Chief, you can take this." Oh no, Bullock says, "Chief, you can take this job and shovel it." Yeah, he's done it again. Uh, yeah, so she stands up to the chief who won't let them leave, and, and off they go. They're, it's her, him and him and Sandy Bullock are off to to stop Simon Phoenix. Then we, I think evil evil Mister Rogers. Uh, Cocteau gets called. Is another another reference uh, from Mister Rogers there. Mm. He just says, "Look, just go and kill him." Jesse the body uh, shoots somebody. I can't remember who it is. Cocteau. He shoots Cocteau. That, yeah. That's all right. That, that explains why I didn't write who it was because I was already writing a line about Cocteau. 
Yeah, uh, Simon Phoenix, every time he's in a scene with Cocteau, he yes. just is trying to shoot him. <laughs> uh, and then he, because he can't, he just throws the gun to Jesse Ventura and says, just kill this dick. I don't think he says, <laughs> he says it, kill this dick, but... Um, so he, he does, yeah. What I like is that they've decided not to put the inhibitor thing on his mates. Just, just yeah, maybe they were in a rush. Maybe uh, they were in a hurry. Just cocktail, just a really bad idea that was, mate. Yeah, so he gets shot and he just throw him on the fire. <laughs> yeah. you just pick him up, throw him on his own fire. Yeah, I like how his legs just up in the air yeah. and they throw him in. Blatant mannequin. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of that. So, yeah, Cocteau's out. He's out for the count. Yeah, he's dead. And then um, Bob or Otho or whatever you want to call him, he uh, offers his services to Snipes um, instantly. Just says, I can be of service to you. Fair enough. Wants to save his own life. And uh, Sandra Bullock and Stallone, they turn up. Uh, where this is Cocteau's building, I guess. Yeah, it? yeah. Sandra it's Bullock uh, kills a man. She does. She shoots she, him she in the sh- shoots a man. Yeah, she actually looks to turn the gun on Stallone, and Stallone's like, "Oh no, wait!" And then she shoots behind him, mm. kills him, and he's impressed with her with her fighting skills. And uh, he says, "Where did you learn how to fight? Or where did you learn to fight like that?" And she says, "Jackie Chan movies." Another reference. This is the cryo prisoner, isn't it? Yeah. Just thinking, thinking about the the end scene. And Stallone sees the body in the fire and he says, looks like the Cocteau plan went up in smoke. Brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Sandra Bullock's character is destroyed this. What are they going to do now? And he says that it will be better without him. Uh, She she just takes that and goes, okay, then fine. Looks on the computer and we see that Snipes is reanimating. His plan is to reanimate 80 bad guys. Yeah, without rehabilitation. Yeah. Just straight back out onto the street, much like Jesse the Body Ventura. Stallone's strictly solo from this point on. He tasers Sandra Bullock in the yeah, head. Yeah, she's out. So she, you know, he can't, uh, he can't go, it's too dangerous for her. She's just a Yeah, that's, that's why he does it. Yeah, he's yeah. just bored and thinks, <laughs> right, I, wonder, I wonder what this does. <laughs> I would be doing that, though, if I had that thing. This is bad. This is very bad. His access to cryo prison is about to defrost the entire multi-life wing. Most of them don't like you. Most of these guys don't even like their own mothers. They're bad boys, Huxley. How many are there? Eighty. All without rehab. And they'll be reanimated within the hour. Oh, we gotta stop this. Not at all pleased about having caused the fatality of that deranged cryocon, but I now understand that under certain circumstances that violence is necessary. Good. Wesley Snipes is looking at the list of people in the prison. Yes, he is, yes. And he says, Jeffrey Dahmer, I love that guy. Jeffrey Dahmer would be fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. <laughs> in this fucking group. <laughs> and especially to Wesley, dangerous to Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know why he, would, why he would even think about getting him out. Because I think I put, um, I put uh, well, he loves Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer would definitely love Wesley he Snipes. Would, yeah, <laughs> and his and his younger brother, if he got one. Yeah, yeah that's, there's no there's no need for Dahmer. He wasn't uh, he wasn't out and out slash and stalk, was he? No, he was, he was uh, pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be useless in that <laughs> gang. He'd have to send John Spotton round to his house to watch Return of the Jedi or something. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> and hope that he'd have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a too long and elaborate, that plot. Snipes kills all of the scientists. He's decided that that's it now. We'll never use this cryo prison again. 
I'll never need any more people. I'm just going to gun all these people down. What he didn't uh, he didn't plan on is uh, John Spartan putting his beret back on. Yeah, Stallone is somewhere looking for his beret as yeah. we speak. He's, he's got it on now, and all hell's about to break loose. Yeah, it means again. business. He even repeats the same line he said at the beginning uh, to catch a maniac, send a maniac. Yeah, or he says it the other way around. I don't know. To send a maniac, catch a maniac. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maniac, <laughs> maniac, catch to send. <laughs> That's what he says. We've got the classic staples of all good final action movie scenes. We've got a countdown towards something. Yeah. Towards the thawing out of the prisoners. We've got the thawing lots of... out of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's there, just stands there, just puts his glasses on and says, Hi. <laughs> really sheepishly. Yeah. And then just goes back to work in his chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Simon Phoenix is actually a really bad shot. He never shoots anyone that he's aiming at. Well, maybe that should have been in his rehabilitation. Should have been, well, yeah. Considering he had everything else. Yeah, maybe just marksmanship. Uh, Bob, he legs it, sees what's going on. I'm surprised he's still alive. I thought Snipes would have just shot him instantly. No, but... I, I don't know. Maybe he's just he's too likeable. Well, he's not evil, <laughs> is he? He's just a bit of an idiot. Pathetic, yeah. yeah. There's some sort of like massive mechanical arm which I think picks up the blocks of ice with people in them and yeah. puts them in there. Yeah, I, I've likened it to one of those big arcade grabbers. Yeah, just a massive version of that, yeah. yeah. And uh, Snipes uses that to hit Spartan and Spartan's hanging on and he says, how's it hanging? Calls him, is it something about the long arm of the law or something? Yeah, it's, it's lots and lots of jokes. Yeah. He, he basically traps him, he, he catches him in the, the hand bit, doesn't he, and starts crushing yeah. him. I mean, um, it would hurt, wouldn't it? That? Yeah, uh, some sort of like pipe comes loose, which is shooting in the uh, the sort of liquid. I think it's the cryogenics pipe, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it freezes everything. That comes. The Stallone manages to get that loose and uses it on the on the arm and manages to break out of it and mm. slow motion r- pulling apart of the uh, the arms and they snap off. We get the uh, is it cold in here or just me line again, which uh, Snipes actually gives. It says, "Oh, good memory." Yeah. And for both of them, really, because he knew what he was meaning. If you haven't got a good memory, he says it at the beginning, just before he sets fire to everybody. Yeah. So you know that that's that's what he says that for. Snipes, I think he's he's a thought out Doctor Venkman because it looks like at first he has the Ghostbusters gun. It's <laughs> <laughs> just shooting it randomly past. Why t- would he have been in prison? Turns out that it's some sort of freezing gun. I think is it? Yes. Yeah, it's a freezing gun, isn't it? Why the fuck would you need that? Just in case the. <laughs> thing doesn't work why is that there <laughs> you've got the machine to do it why would, you need... flamethrower, though, why, it? why would you need the machine if you've got a gun that can do it because it's inhumane it, we get a reanimation now entering the final stage so you know Stallone can't tit about dancing no, around no, no, this is it now we get a fist fight and manages to keep his beret on at all times quite right doesn't too. lose the beret I don't know. It, you know uh, Phoenix's final line is this is the best day of my life yeah what a final line to have for the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. He's, having, he's just... Well, I told you he's enjoying himself. He's yeah. loving it. He's absolutely fantastic day for him. Yeah, we get a slow-mo of Spartan. He grabs the cryo gun and smashes it on the ground, mm. which releases all the, the cryo cell fuel stuff. Whatever's in the... Ice. Whatever's in the tank. thing. Uh, he jumps up and grabs the mech arm that's sort of swinging around wildly. And Phoenix is, is frozen in place with some terrible uh, computer graphics of <laughs> the eyes going up the walls and stuff. And then he says, heads up. Yeah. Yeah. And then kicks his head off. 
Yeah, and then shatters on them. <laughs> it's a real the kick as well is really clumsy. It looks fucking awful. They must have only had one attempt at that because he he goes to kick and sort of catches him with his knee instead, or just sort of his shin. <laughs> just looks really clumsy. Maybe it's just real life. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. always go to plan, does it? And then it shatters uh, shatters on the ground like Terminator Two. And then we get the the classic uh, running away explosion, oh, yeah. slow mo, jump towards camera. Stallone uh, he acts as peacemaker between friendly and the chief at the end there. Yeah, you know, Stallone loves uh, fixing world problems, and he does, and he's good at it. If you can understand what he's saying, <laughs> yeah. Bob he turns back up. He offers his services. Um, more motor mouth stuff from Leary as they walk off together. So somebody's hair and his dress sense and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, I like actually it made me laugh Sandra Bullock's line here which she says is thank you for rendering me unconscious (laughs) well that's been said to me a few times (laughs) Uh, the next thing I've written here is has anyone ever said that to you Ken (laughs) oh Oh, there you go (laughs) Stallone uh, uh, he looks to break Sandra Bullock in half here as he leans her back for a kiss (laughs) it's a very fucking violent pullback he's a primitive he's you know, he's Cro-Magnon. He's uh, savage and so on. And then uh, as they walk off, another three seashells reference. Um, yeah, what are they for? That's yeah. it. That, we, she never answers. It really, that's literally, and it ends really yeah. ab- abruptly. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like a, they will stand around laughing together sort of ending. He just asks it. That's the end of that film. What did you think to Demolition Man then after re-watching it? When was, how long has it been since you watched this? I saw think? it at the cinema, so it was, that's the only time I have seen that film. I've really? seen bits of it. It's been on TV, hasn't it? So I've, I've seen bits of it again, but I've never sat and watched the whole film again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, where do you think this stands in, in terms of Stallone's action films. It's not massively high up. Not really, you. no. No, because it's it's a comedy, isn't it, really? It also, it's not just action film. I yeah. like um, I like his proper action stuff. I mentioned Cobra. That's That, for me, is one of his best films. Yeah. I think that was hugely overlooked at the time uh, for what it was. But no, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Yeah, Cliffhanger. I saw that at the cinema. Yeah. Cliffhanger, yeah. John Lithgow. Oh, I mean, if, you, if you've got a good villain in these action films, that's half the battle won already, pretty much. And uh, John Lithgow is brilliant. John Lithgow, it was Craig Fairbrass as well was in that, wasn't yeah. he? Who went on to in EastEnders. Yeah. And uh, a, a huge amount of uh, East End Cockney gang- gangster films. <laughs> yeah, which I'm no doubt you've seen all of. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're doing another one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've already, I've already checked that one out. But yeah, I mean, in terms of Stallone, it's a good film. I think he looks great in it. I really do. Yeah. I think he looks very good, especially in the early scenes um, with his beret. I know you often mock a man in a beret, but uh, <laughs> I used to have one as well. Uh, we all did back then, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> we did. Well, I did. Yeah. It was a green one I had. I was one of the green berets. Like fucking prints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they called me. <laughs> no, um, no, no, I, I did have a beret. I don't know where I got it from, but I had one. Nice. France. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've never been. I don't think I just wore it in, in, in my bedroom. I don't think I wore it outside. Yeah, I don't, I don't, blame I don't think you. I ever wore it outside the house. You're like you're in the fucking breakfast club. <laughs> no, it was a small one. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like a 50 fence piece? <laughs> it didn't overhang. It didn't have one bit that I flopped. think you had a fucking pizza maker's hat on. <laughs> 
a fucking artist's hat. <laughs> right. a big look, fucking easel. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of Stallone here. Look at that beret there, right? See the one he's got on. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. yeah it's When's not that like that. Expendable yeah, era. It's not like that, okay? It was. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is a, a. Yeah, I think the last time I saw this was about 10 years ago, and. Uh, isn't worse than I remember, isn't better than I remember. It just is what it is, isn't it's it? It's exactly Demolition the same man. as you remember it, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, Demolition Man. As I, I say, if you, if you want to appreciate Demolition Man, watch Hologram Man. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll think it's much better than you've remembered. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it is one of those films that you don't have to think about. Even even the complexities of uh, time suspension and all that rubbish it's just like yeah but whatever yeah you don't even you don't even have to see the first bit to just enjoy the second half of it for instance Who, uh, did you have a favorite character in this besides stallone uh i like simon phoenix yeah i think wesley Snow, I, honestly I, I keep saying it but he just looks like he's just loving every single minute of yeah. this film and uh, I, I liked him. It's probably one of the reasons why this is so well liked, to be honest, is, is Wesley Yeah, when you, when you said uh, about uh, Cliffhanger, you get a good villain, and Simon Phoenix is a great villain. Yeah. He's just a nasty bastard all the way through, right from the beginning. There's no, you know, there's no reason for most of what he's doing. <laughs> he's just doing it. I thought, you know, I thought the actual world that they built in the future w- would have been interesting to explore a bit more. Um you know, it's fair. You know, I, I kind of like that everyone's polite and all that sort of stupid shit. Um, so if they wanted to dive deeper into that, you know, it wouldn't have been unwelcome. I think I saw a, a Stallone did an Instagram uh, interview uh, during lockdown and said that they're doing Demolition Man too. Are they? Apparently so. Yeah. Says the script. Is Snipes done. signed up or Apparent, is he appa- dead? Apparently, he is going to be in it. I wonder how that's going to just glue his just, head back Just up. no head, just his body. <laughs> but apparently Snipes is going to be in it, which is going to be crazy because Stallone looks 80 now and Snipes looks the same. So, <laughs> Yeah. What I'm about get, Bullock? I'm not sure we're if bring, Sandy We're bringing her back. I've, I've heard, the only thing I've seen is that um, Stallone's in it, He's the script's done, um, they're just trying to flog it to uh, someone to produce it and then apparently uh, Snipes want the, is up for coming back. Because why wouldn't he? he? Had a fucking great time. Doing yeah, the first yeah he one. enjoyed that one. Uh, and uh, as we said, thank you to Adam Hughes for uh, nominating this film for us to go through. It was nice to watch this again. It's, it's nice when people uh, ask us to review things that we actually don't mind watching. So yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't. Could you please watch Manos again? <laughs> <laughs> Manos two. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Hell. The Manos, the hands of Manos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you. And uh, if anyone else would like to recommend a, a viewing or want us to review a, a film, uh, please get in touch with us, badmoviecult at gmail.com. We, um, are, we are quite capable of finding this rubbish for ourselves, by the way, but uh, it is it is nice. It is nice to have that. I, I often message Dom and just say, right, what shall I watch? Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm just watching whatever I see. So it's always nice for somebody to say, "Oh, you should try this," and uh, especially then if we, if we do get to watch it and we we throw a we throw a podcast or a review your way, yeah. nice nice little bit of interaction. Uh, and with that, we are going to move on. Unless is there anything else you want to talk about with Demolition Man, or are we done? Uh, uh, well, the only thing really left is the end theme, mm. uh, which uh, we we did the feel the impact on the end of Double Impact, which is a, a fitting end. Uh, this is really boring, the end song of this. After what we've just seen, we just sat through two hours of just everything blowing up and fist fights, gun fights, everything like that. It's Sting. 
singing a little beautiful song. Uh, just a, I don't even know if he says demolition. I think he does, but it's just boring. The WCW wrestler Sting. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not, no. Sting from the police. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, so the law enforcement agency <laughs> of the future. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's boring. It's just, I, I don't know, I, I actually I heard a 20 seconds of it and turned it off and just said, this is rubbish. That's not going to make you want to sit and watch through no, the credits. And it's such an abrupt ending, and then the yeah, song's so it's just, shit. It's just so slow, so dull. Yeah. It'd um, be better if it was uh, Vanilla Ice with Ice Ice Baby. That would have been better. That would have been fun as well. So, you know. Next time, maybe for the sequel. <laughs> you know, if we're still pretending we're all in the past, then uh, that'd be a, a nice little nod to the 90s. Uh, so let's move on. We're going to do Kenby Wilde's film pitch. Okay, right. As is uh, as is customary, uh, I have not got any kind of plot whatsoever, other than the exact same plot. Again, Adam Adam Hughes suggested we watch that film and do the the podcast on it. He also, when I pushed him for more, I uh, he gave me a film title only uh, of a new pitch, and then said he'd get back to me, and then didn't. So uh, I'll give him partial credit for this because I've also changed the title. So <laughs> <laughs> he tried, but I've overruled him. Um, he he came up with Construction Woman, which, <laughs> yeah, but I've changed it to Demolition Woman. I'm just going straight on the same uh, theme. Well, that's kind of like nowadays, you know, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, that's why I've gone for it, you yeah. see. I thought I'd just tw- switch it around. Rather than Construction Woman, which is just a female builder, just going around <laughs> about building stuff and just being good at the job. Um, this is... Uh, they probably this, won an Oscar, that film. <laughs> this is Demolition Woman, starring uh, Sylvester Stallone's daughter. Sistine Rose Stallone. You were going to say Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> just in drag. Not again. <laughs> I'm after Nighthawks. No, he's, uh, it's his daughter who was in, uh, was it uh, 47 metres down, uncaged? Mm, was it 47 metres or 27? I don't know how many metres down. She's an actress, is she? But however many metres down she was, 47, just checked. Uh, yes, 2019, uh, 47 metres down, uncaged shark attack film. So she's got an acting credit already. She's going to be in this as Spartan. Just the name Spartan. She's even got a first name because we don't need one. Anyway, this is the daughter that Stallone was talking about in the first film. Now, you mentioned that they're going to make a sequel to uh, Demolition Man, which means all of this could be in the film, in which case I better get this recorded down now so I can say that it was my idea. The recently unpopular Gina Carano is uh is is down on my list here um playing phoenix right again there's no first name she wesley snipes i've got a daughter <laughs> i don't know <laughs> not that looks like gina carano i shouldn't imagine no <laughs> but uh she's she's just going to be called phoenix whether it's the same i don't know it's up to the viewer um senator cocteau played by judy dench yeah <laughs> Dame Judy Dench, apologies. Yeah. 
Bob is still in it, but this time Bob is, because uh, it's the same character, Bob. Everyone else is a different character, but related. Bob is played by Jack Black, no. who's back from his uh, previous Demolition Man journey. I thought we'd hit a massive stumbling block then because the guy who plays Bob is dead. Well, I dead. know he's dead, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, why can't he play it? But he's Because he sadly passed away, <laughs> so he can't do that. But Jack Black is there, and uh, I think on this occasion we probably would get the, uh, the Deo song. Why not? Mm. I think Jack Black could do that for us. I There's think little, he definitely wanted little nod of the head to the Bob character, the actor yeah, who played Bob. I think so, and I think he did. I think he'd happily do that, yeah. even if we didn't want him to. I think he probably would. Yeah, uh, and that's it. I haven't got any sort of plot other than it's the same plot. But I think we're even further in the future. Is there a Sandra Bullock male character? Uh, no. Okay. No. Called I, Huxley. <laughs> Huxley Pig. Uh, Huxley Pig. <laughs> I, I did think of this, and I kind of thought it would be like a Rob Schneider character, but then I remember that he was in this film as well, so he it was. can't be him. No. Although he was a cop, so it could be him, I guess. But, I mean, I, I, I'm not really sure if I want the plot to be exactly the same. Are they both frozen? Why are they both frozen? Because, yeah. you know, that, that was me stumbling block. Yeah. I mean, I got further than Adam. <laughs> Construction woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which he may just have said something he was looking at at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not not overly about it. A huge amount of thought got into it, but yeah, I, I, I mean, short of just being the same plot again, I'm not really sure what to do, unless we just cancel out all the future stuff and it's just set in the future. Nobody's been frozen. I guess so. Yeah, because she she is. She's just got the uh, she's got the Spartan gene, so she's aggressive. Where's a beret? She's got a beret. Yeah. I think she'd look very good in a beret. My question is, where does Carl Weathers fit in all this? Well, he's the captain. He's the, the police he's, he's Spartan's captain, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. What's but his he, name in it? Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, he appreciates Spartan, not like this idiot in the original Demolition Man who yeah. can't bear him. He doesn't call her bloody caveman and stuff like that. Wouldn't make any sense, would it? No, exactly. That's why he doesn't. Yeah. He's not an idiot. What does he call her? Sweet cheeks. <laughs> 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 oh, that's better. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's very, uh, very professional. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, Gina Carano. She's just going around beating people up, saying things that are unpopular. Has she got the Wesley Snipes blonde hair. Um, what she got? Well, she's got longer hair. She's not having it cut like his. She's only got <laughs> a little flat top. <laughs> I, don't know, I feel bad for her. I don't know what she said or anything. But, no, you know, me neither. I just like her. Yeah, I just I, saw that she got kicked off the show. I like her. I saw her in that film. I can't remember what it's called now. Daredevil? No. No, De- Deadpool? No, the proper one. Haywire. <laughs> That's the proper one, is it? Well, yeah. She <laughs> kicks, everyone's, kicks everyone's head in. No, I've seen her in... Uh, She's hard as fuck. <laughs> in Deadpool. She's UFC fighter, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. No, Haywire. That's the film. You want to watch a film with her in it, Haywire is the film. Yeah. She's mental. You know, I like a a, a, a muscular a, a, la- woman. a lady like that. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely amazing in that. Terrifying, but fantastic. I guess would this be set if this set after Demolition Man? Mm-hmm. That's world, why we've got violence back in the world. You yeah, see. the world wouldn't be the same, would it? That's no, what I was thinking. No, no, yeah. no. It has been. It's been affected. Obviously, Senator Cocteau, uh, Dame Judi Dench, um, is trying to keep some sort of semblance of uh, order. Is that his wife? No. No, it's his mum. It's, <laughs> it's Cocteau's mum, is it? <laughs> it's auntie. It's his aunt. 
and Cocteau. <laughs> That's not what they call her, is it? That's her surname. <laughs> Auntie Cocteau. <laughs> That's what all his aunties would be called if that was how he wedded. <laughs> I don't know what to add to that. It's his sister then, there you go, it's his sister. His sister, it's yes, his of sister. course. Never married. Yeah, and she's got Jack Black as a little... Bob. As, as Bob. It's the same character, it's Bob. Yeah. He's gone on, he's moved on to uh, Senator Cocteau because she's achieved power since since the world changed. She said she'd be different. And maybe maybe uh, Phoenix is, is the Edgar-friendly character, doing the same thing, trying to do an uprising, but for... Not for, but for her food. own nefarious uh, deeds. Yeah, she yeah. wants. Uh, she, she wants to rule the place. Yeah, she's not there just to help people get food. The real Edgar Friendly is doing that because yeah. he now runs a dojo supermarket <laughs> 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 and a dojo around the back. <laughs> Maybe he should be senator. Maybe he's moved on to be senator. That wouldn't make any sense. Senator does it? Friendly. What is Judy Dench going to do? Judy Dench. She, she can run the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's the auntie. Doing what? I don't know. We'll Knitting. Have, what the fuck? Do, yeah, well, Knitting she's... with uh, John. Yeah. <laughs> Big John. <laughs> that should be like in a, in a magazine or something. You see John Spartan's knitwear. <laughs> That's what he's gone on to do. <laughs> I thought you meant it should be like a series. Judy Dench and Sylvester Stallone knit. I'd watch it. <laughs> Netflix would make it. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> oh, superb. We'll end the podcast there because we're not going to get anything better than that. No, well, it's taken us hours to get that far. <laughs> uh, I suppose all that's left to say is uh, thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode. Yeah, well, th- thanks for just being there. You know, thanks for being you. Uh, and a thank you to Kenby Wild for joining me yet again. I'm always here. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you on social media, Ken, where can they find you? Oh, nobody wants to contact me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> it's at Ken Be Wild, but don't follow him. But yeah, don't bother. He doesn't want your follows. <laughs> I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please do get in touch. Uh, what did you think of uh, Demolition Man? Me? Oh, oh you're, you're you. still talking to the. Okay. Jesus sorry. Christ. <laughs> I thought you were asking me again. It was like, come on. What do you think on the the possible sequel? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Should we should they do a remake of that's, an all? That's that's the real sequel, not mine. Yeah, yeah, surely. yeah. Should they do a remake with an all female cast starring Judy Dench and Sylvester Stallone's daughter? Yes. Email us in and yes, uh, they should and let us know. Badmoviecall at gmail Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Join the Facebook discussion group where we talk through all sorts of films, uh, not just films on this podcast, but anything anyone watches. Post Again, it up. That's 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 just where I post stuff that I'm watching, whether or not it ever gets mentioned or on here or not. It's just regardless. I'm I'm telling you what I'm watching, whether yeah. you, whether you care or not. Yeah, and if, if Facebook isn't your thing, we'll also be doing that on Letterboxd. We're on Letterboxd now. You can keep up to date with anything that me and Ken are watching. We'll throw it up on there as well. Maybe a little, little, you know, paragraph review of each one as well if we want to. That is letterboxed, uh, letterbox with a D at the end dot com slash bad underscore movie underscore cult. All previous episodes of the podcast, as well as written reviews of films, all bonus content. You can find all that on our website, which is badmoviecult.com. Stop by, say hello. As always, you can find this podcast on all major podcast apps, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, plus many, many more. And if possible, leave us a... I wondered what you were going to say. Leave leave us a positive review or rating. It's a massive help to this podcast. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, new disciples. What would a cult be if we don't get new fucking disciples in? Uh, Just there, wouldn't it? (laughs) Just be me and you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it always is.